Good evening. The presenting sponsor of 30 and Nerdy Podcast is Advertising Expressions. Advertising Expressions exists to promote your business, school, church, or even your podcast, just like they do for the quite fine show, 30 and Nerdy. They promote such organizations by getting their name in front of as many as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. So whether you advertise on your rear window, or wear a shirt so that strangers on a train know where you work, be sure that advertising expressions can help you. After all, I confess that their service is absolutely murder. Contact them today and tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you to see what deals are in store. What's up, nerds and nerdettes? You have entered the fortress of nerditude. Welcome to another episode of the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I'm your host, the Duke of Nerds, the sweet tea of the nerdy South, Tyler Mack. And joined, of course, by my co-host, the podfather of 30 and Nerdy, the doctor of nerdonomics, Josh Davis. What's up, Doc? My man. We've, we've called an audible. Yeah. Called an audible. It's going to be a low-key episode, <laughs> as you said. Off air. Uh, it's going to be a low-key episode, and you guys will get the pun when we get there. Last time on 30 and Nerdy Podcast, we talked all about our favorite trickster and god of mischief, Loki. Yeah. Leading up to this past week's episode one of the Loki series. So great. Uh, it was fantastic. Can't wait to talk about that. You can find that wherever you cast your pod. Uh, if you want to follow along with the conversations or keep up with the nerds of 30 and Nerdy Podcast, we are all over social media. Juice, do tell them where they can find us. Okay, it's real easy, guys. You're going to go to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or even TikTok and search for 30 and Nerdy Podcast. You're going to find us. We're there. The easiest way, though, is to just go on over to 30andnerdypodcast.com. Go over to the directory while you're there, and you can easily find some of the other social media whereabouts for the show. Now, that's not all. While you're there, you can subscribe to the Nerdly Newsletter, check out the organizations we support, stay up to date on the nerd vocabulary words, they make me laugh every week, (laughs) and learn all there is to learn about the 30 Nerdy Podcast and other friends of the show, like the Council of Nerds and previous guests. That's right. And if you want to be a best friend of the show, you can sign up to be a patron of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. If you're interested in supporting the show monetarily, you can do so by swinging over to patreon.com slash badcastcompany. There are many different ways to be a patron, many different ways to support the show, many different tiers to choose from with different rewards for each tier. Now, right now, we are sitting at six patrons strong. We are running a little contest. If we can get to ten patrons, we are going to first off enter every name of every patron into a hat and draw for a massive swag package. 
Now we've got a lot of great stuff in from our dear friend Zach at Advertising Expressions and some other things that are going to go into that massive swag package for the winner. We're also going to create a Patreon exclusive show just for patrons. Now that will never play on any podcast platform except for Patreon only. So get us to 10, even at the $1 a month mark, and you will be entered to win. And also, go to patreon.com slash badcastcompany to keep up with behind-the-scenes things like deleted scenes, bloopers, stuff like that. They get released every now and then just to kind of keep your mouth watering. Maybe that'll get you titillated enough to join at patreon.com. How titillating. Mm. And while you're on the web, check out podchaser.com. While you're there, you can rate and review this show along with individual episodes. You will also be able to find great shows and independent podcasters such as ODPH, Three Fat Nerds, and the East Coast Avengers, good friends of ours. You can also find great playlist communities like the Apocalypse or Pod Nation. In those playlists, you will find podcasts with great content and fantastic hosts. So a huge shout out to those communities we're a part of on podchaser.com as well as on Twitter. Keep up the great work. Now, last but certainly not least, and I will forever talk about this in every episode until everyone is following him. If you're into pops and collectibles, follow our boy, at Rev underscore collection on Instagram. That's R-E-V underscore C-O-L-L three C-T-I-O-N. He is your place to go for pops and Pokemon cards and figures, the works. It's easy. Go to your Instagram. You have the app on your phone while you're listening to our voices right now. Now. So go to Instagram, search Rev underscore collection, and hit the follow button. You will not regret it. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great follow. Absolutely. And again, happy Pride Month to everybody out there. Love you guys. All of the supporters. We support you. Uh, this is a safe place, and we love you and stand by you. Now. The business over with. Let's have some fun. DJ Mike Howie, take us to the show. Nerd! Nerd! It's time to nerd up or shut up. Welcome to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. <laughs> 30 and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Reach out using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can also find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apocalypse and Pod Nation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Or check out the website at 30andnerdypodcast.com. Now, sit back, crank it to 11. The nerds are here. 
All right, nerds. This is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Juice! Hey. What have you been into since we last saw Oh, my goodness. It's been such a busy week, hasn't it? Especially for yes. you. Yes. Um, you know, I have been... I'm a theater teacher now, of course, and along with that, I'm the forensics coach, mm. uh, and I'm learning a lot. It's been kind of a low-key... <laughs> a low-key year uh, as far as competitions and stuff goes, but I have one student who made it to the national competition, Oof. and the thing about forensics uh, is if, if you are entering students in the competition, you also have to be a judge for the competition. Yes. So I've done a lot of online judging, kids doing speeches and scene work and stuff like that. So uh, I've been working on that this week. Tomorrow I have some live judging that I have to do. Uh, so it's it's a lot of work. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know what it would be because aside from being an, act, an actor, growing up in school, in school, I did the Beta Club speeches and the 4-H mm. speeches and the Modern Woodman. And I always found those far more difficult than being on stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. Giving a speech, yeah. a, a three to five minute speech in front of... Ten? Right, because when you're acting in a scene or something like that, you are another person. You're yes. not you. Yes. But with a speech, it's it's you. You know, yeah, and and that's exactly. intimidating. That's it's very intimidating, especially for kids. But these kids, man, they're they're pros, and they're they got bright futures ahead of them. Uh, yeah. They a lot of them go on to become famous, like mm-hmm. uh, the late great Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. He was a part of of uh, forensics, uh, speech and debate. Also, Josh Gad. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it could be possible that tomorrow I'm going to be in a Zoom chat watching a kid perform who will go on to be in, you know, the next uh, Star Wars trilogy or, you know, or something in the MCU. the Senate. Or, or that too. a congressman or any, anything like that. Yeah, one of the things I had to judge this week was like a, a pro-con debate type thing where a kid had to take an issue that's being presented before Congress in some way and they they give a speech supporting it and they give a speech opposing it. Ooh. It's incredible, yeah. Forces you to look at both sides. Absolutely. I yeah. think everything should force people, especially our lawmakers, yeah. to look at both sides. And, and, and your argument can't be, it's going to look good on the other side if yeah. this goes through, which yeah. is what the argument is. Always. We can't. Always. I don't want to get political, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it, it's great. And uh, you know, we're we're doing a cool little project. We are. Um, so our dear friend Nick, uh, who I've been fortunate enough to do a couple of short films with uh, over the years. Uh, and has been entered in different contests, won some awards at different uh, film competitions, stuff like that. We are finally in a film together with him yeah. uh, for the Knoxville Film Fest uh, that will be taking place this summer. We're going to be filming it very soon. Before we recorded tonight, we had a Zoom rehearsal with him and the two other stars who yeah. we are playing the younger versions oh, of. Oh, yeah. It's so exciting. Uh, which is really cool, especially because... Uh, the lovely Todd Helm is who I'm playing the younger version of, and we've <laughs> yeah. known him for years, yeah. and he is fantastic. And I I think I am excited for you to work with Nick because you'll get to see what I've always been like. Oh, my God, I'll always, even if I'm third lamppost from the left, I'll work with Nick as a director. Yeah, oh, he's, he's good. Just, he's great. He's de- very detail-oriented, yes. which I like. Yes. It was so much fun having that Zoom rehearsal, and the guy that I'm playing the young version of, he's, like, from New York, yes. right? So... 
He's we, teaching us dialect. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the words that I have to say is is lighter. And you yeah. know, like we're country hicks. You know, we sound like lighter. country bumpkins. Oh, well, you got a lighter over there. And he's like, okay, you know. So it's like lighter. You got a lighter. <laughs> and he's so, like, it's two D's rolled over. He's like, there's yeah. no T's. He was like, and there's less syllables. Right. <laughs> so it was really cool. I, we're not gonna, you know, talk too much about it. We're gonna wait uh, until. Uh, after the film contest is over, maybe August, September, maybe we'll have a chance to show it to the listeners. Maybe yeah. put up on our put it up on our page if Nick will allow it, or if the how long he has to wait that the yeah. Knox Film Festival will allow yeah. him to do it. Well, it's gonna be cool. Everybody needs to see it. Absolutely, very exciting. Uh, so it's been another busy week. We have been uh, in what I would call pre-tech. Uh, our director Candace has been very. Uh, Amazing, first of yeah. all. She's been fantastic. And this is honestly probably one of the hardest roles I've ever played because he's so normal and so oh, real ugh. and just regular and... Vanilla. Vanilla and very down-to-earth. And I have not really ever been known at playing down-to-earth people. Yeah. I've usually got... There's a quirk somewhere in the character that I latch onto. Uh, so... It, she she and her assistant director, Emma, have done a fantastic job at working with me to find common ground with being so down-to-earth, to yeah. make it work. Helping me find this character that really shouldn't be hard to find because he's normal, but for a lot of actors, normal's hard. Yeah. Because we're no, we have yeah. to be normal day in and yeah. day out. We don't want to be normal. Yeah. So And there are a, a lot of similarities... Hard to exaggerate normal. Yes, it is. And there are a lot of similarities between the character and me. Um, Not as much with his family. I, you know, would not have the awkwardness with my family that this character has. But there are some some similarities that I'm just like, okay, how do I act like me? This is hard. I'm (laughs) me every day. And I don't, you know, the best part about theater is not being me. (laughs) So, but also being me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, But it's been great. We've been in the space for two days. We're about to start tech and costumes and lighting and sound and and painting. And, you know, yeah. we joke in the theater world as it's called Hell Week. Tech is fun. But tech is fun. And on top of that, I finally got answers from the, oh, yeah, the your foot specialist. Yeah. We did some, some, some visits. And, uh, well, it looks like, for now, I'm going to be getting sporadic cortisone shots... To keep me on my feet until I can get to a point of surgery. So surgery will will include breaking my poor little pinky toe in different areas and cutting out this crap. So there's this like Taylor's bunion that shouldn't be where it is. It's supposed to be like on the outside over here on your bone. But it has kind of latched itself like a... A leech onto my pinky toe and on top of that is a cyst and this is d- delicious stuff i know y'all are listening to this like oh we didn't need to know this but everyone needs to know put down your taco through. bell for just a second so it's latched on and on top of this is a cyst full of dead bone and tendon fluid so they're gonna have to go in and break it and then re-break it after they've cut everything out fun so that's down the road though i'm good right now with some medicine and shots so do you give yourself the shot? No, they, and and I visually, the listener can't see this, but you can see it. So this needle was about this big, okay? About three inches. And they froze 
the area of my foot, kind of yeah. like you know when Sub-Zero or Elsa is like in the vicinity, yeah. things start freezing over. Yeah. They did that to my foot, and I watched that, what we see in movies, happen to no. my foot. Then he takes this needle and goes in, <gasps> up, and then into the joint and injects this thick cortisone syrup stuff. But I feel like I have a new foot. So you have to. How often do you have to go do that? Uh, that will probably. Those shots will probably be once a month, or oh, okay. as needed, if That's it starts to build back up. And yeah, it is. It is great to have answers. Yeah. But it also puts me in this place of like, okay, when do I settle down and have a surgery? Because like we're getting. I'm in a show. We're getting near football season, which I'm a season ticket holder of. Didn't get to go last year because of the pandemic. You won't be able to walk on it like after the surgery? No, like, You can't no, wear no. a boot or anything? I'm off of it for at least two to three weeks Okay. after the surgery. Then, like, three months of, like, low yeah, impact. summer, you want to swim. It's, exactly. Yeah. So I'm looking at maybe if, if we go the surgery route, if there's not a, a better way to maintain it. You know, because I don't want to do this I'm 32 forever, right. so there is a possibility that the best end, end game is fix it. Mm-hmm. Just fix it. Yeah. So that when I'm 50, I'm not doing the same crap. Yeah. So I'm thinking December, maybe. Good. It's winter. It's cold. I don't really want to go out. and not, It's a better time to just sit in the house. I'm going to have to drive you around to do all your Christmas shopping. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wheel me around. <laughs> but I, I'm happy to have answers. I've got a show coming up. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's it's been a crazy busy week, which is why we've had to call this audible. We're doing more of a, a interesting new nerdly news and E three conversation and the discussion of the first Loki. Loki, episode. yeah. But we are going to get to our celebration of Indiana Jones. Yeah, we have 40th to do that. It's it's uh it's a big deal. Forty it is. years of 40 Indiana years Jones. Of Harrison Ford. So make sure that you've watched Indiana yes. Jones so you can be a part of the conversation. And on the next episode, we're going to do that. Maybe by then we'll have uh, another episode of Loki to talk about. Uh-huh. Maybe a little more E3 news. You know, we'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely. But yeah, we're kind of doing double duty this week. Yes, we are. There will be two episodes of 30 and Nerdy Podcast this week. Uh, know the road so far. Uh, we are going to take a little break while we catch up on some things and I get this show out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and, and some rest. Yeah. Particularly some rest. So I thought of a nerd vocabulary word. Oh yes. I know you enjoy these. I love it. This is more of a phrase. A nerd deterred. <laughs> a nerd or nerdette who has been discouraged by their nerddom. Oh. I think you know where this is going. Yeah. For example, Tyler has been a nerd deterred about the DC film universe. Oh, aren't we all? Uh it's sad. However, there has been some stirring since this newest merger. I've heard. That Sarnoff is going to be gone. Okay. And possibly Hamada will be gone. Okay. And that this uh, this new entity that will now kind of run things is very interested. Yeah, yeah. In Snyder's. Yeah. Next, his sequels. Yes, I heard this. So that's some exciting news. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to get my hopes up because I've learned where that gets me. Yeah. Uh, but... I think I think hopefully over the coming months there'll be a change in the wind. When's the Flash coming out? Uh, no idea. I know that Muschietti put up a post on Instagram today of just the logo for Ezra's new suit, mm-hmm. and it says just the Flash movie. Okay, that's all he's given us. Okay, uh, and I'm hearing stirrings that both 
Keaton and Batfleck could be in it. Okay, good. That's which good. would be awesome. Yeah. Which would they be really cool. They need to do cool. the thing like they did on... Um, the animated crossover. Movie. Well, yeah, but the crossover from Infinite Earths oh, where, yeah. like, you know, Ezra and um, uh, CW Flash. Yeah. I always forget his name. The, they were, like, face-to-face yeah. for a minute and they merged in yes. all the other universes. Yes. That's what they need to do. And I think it would be really cool. This would be a really cool opportunity to introduce older Keaton and maybe Terry. I agree. Is the Batman in that universe. Even if it's for a 20-minute segment in in the Flash movie, meeting older Bruce, played by Keaton, and whoever they've cast as Terry McGinnis. Who's playing Terry? I don't know. Uh, For me, a Terry McGinnis would possibly be... I mean, you know, because if you went through Batman Beyond, you get... Different ages of him. <laughs> Would it be silly to also yet again throw out Aiden Gallagher as a younger Terry? No. <laughs> I've thrown him out three times now as a fan casting. So, I don't know. I don't know who plays Terry for me. Who's like a really young, hip, like, good-looking dude? Uh, Charlemagne. That guy. Okay. I could see it. I've not seen a lot of his movies. I know that a lot of I don't even, I impressionists don't even like. make fun of him, the way he talks and all that. But, well, I know nothing about him, so um, I'm just going to take your word for it. So, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, I think it would be cool to do that, and then to maybe see Jeffrey Dean as Batman, if we got that story. Yeah. Like, if he sees three different versions of Batman, like, what if? Yeah. You know, aged Bruce. Yeah. And then, what if Bruce died over here and Jeffrey Dean is Batman as his father and then he comes back and Affleck's like, where did you go? Like, what happened? We really got off track with your nerd word, but that was that, uh, was, that was fun to talk about. Yes, uh, absolutely. But yeah, nerd deterred. A lot of Star Wars fans are nerd deterred. Yes. Not me, not this guy. Not you. I'm good. Game of Thrones fans. Oh, yeah. You Very know, deterred. Yeah, that's Very true. deterred. That's true. So, WWE fans, oh, wrestling fans in general right now. Currently wrestling fans you know, are nerd That's deterred. my nerd deterred right yes. there. That's, that's me. Absolutely. So if you are a nerd deterred, uh, something new. I know I say use it in a sentence in your daily life. We don't know if you do. Send us videos of you using it in your <laughs> daily life to people and get reactions. Oh, I'll be so impressed. 30andnerdypod uh, on Twitter uh, or 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Send us videos of you getting reactions from people using these nerd words. That would make our day. That'd be awesome. That would be fantastic. It'd be fun to, to watch those on, on, the, uh, on the show. Yes, it would. We'd yeah. post them on our website, too. We absolutely would. Send them in, people. So, why don't we get to... A big chunk of what this episode is going to be about, yeah. and that is the nerdly news. Let's do it. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. This is the nerdly news. Welcome to the nerdly news, everyone. So, do you remember? Earlier this year when hackers stole a bunch of data from CD Projekt Red servers? I do. Well, some of the data appears to be internally made videos of bugs and glitches in Cyberpunk 2077. The montages, some of which have been pulled from the internet, are set to licensed music and appear to spoof high production value game trailers. A since-deleted tweet from CDPR producer Salva Lukyanik appeared to acknowledge the montages were real 
and that they were collected over the years by their QA and developmental staff. Right, and we can't show those montages here because you're listening to us and not watching us, but if you've played any version of Cyberpunk or heard anybody talk about it, uh, the, the base PS4 version, you've likely seen the types of bugs and glitches that have been featured in the montages. I've heard a lot about the Xbox mm. One version as well. Um, it's kind of a bummer that these videos have come to light because it highlights the fact that these popped up in development and they weren't fixed by the time the game yeah. was released. And so it's obvious that CDPR knew about all this stuff, but they chose to just release the game unfinished anyway, which seems to be a problem that happens not just for them, but like all over the place. Yeah. I mean, think about the disaster that was WWE 2K20. I try not to. You know, I never touched it. I never played <laughs> it, but I've seen oh, oh yeah. awful, you know. And I, I, I want, early in the pandemic, I remember us having episodes talking about similar news to this when mm-hmm. before Cyberpunk even came out and talking about WB. Yeah. We were like, you know, it's a pandemic and they just wanted to get it out. And, but this far along, this releasing and showing us that they just didn't care, they didn't fix it. Even Keanu Reeves couldn't save uh, Cyberpunk. And there's very little he can't save. Yeah, that tells you a lot. But hey, you know, if you're a Cyberpunk fan and you play it on the PC, you're probably pretty stoked because <laughs> that seems to be the one that works the yeah. So, good job. Good <laughs> Lucky on you. you. Speaking of leaks, let's switch subjects to a leaked game called Battle Cat that apparently brings together many of the popular Tom Clancy properties into a massive PvP game. The since-deleted leaks seem to show the PvP game including characters from Tom Clancy's properties like Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, and The Division. It seems that you will have the ability to choose from factions under these banners to battle in a Fortnite meets Call of Duty style battle arena. Man, these war games are out of control, man. Give so me many Sam Fisher all day long in that game. I will be Sam Fisher. I miss Splinter Cell games. I loved Splinter Cell games. Maybe it's because he's voiced by Michael Ironside <laughs> in the games, but... I loved those games. I'm shocked that we have not gotten any announcement about a new one in years. Well... I would not hate this game. I mean, I I fell out with Fallout... Or Fallout. I fell out on Fortnite. Me and Logan talk about it all the time. We just kind of... We ain't played in seasons. Yeah. Call of Duty, we played for a month, and then we're just like, okay, repetitive. We're done. And if you don't spend, like, your entire life playing, you're not going to be any good. And if you don't, no offense, if you're really good at that. Yeah, game. And if you don't spend your entire check on stuff, yeah, that too. You're not going to be caught up on all the newest weapons and gear and and yeah. characters. Like Man. just the other day, they released a limited time for Call of Duty. Now you could play as John McClane or Rambo. Buy them now in the that's, shop. That's the way it is with any free to play game, dude. That's the way it's always going to be, you know. And I, I think they make more money than cost games. It could be. I mean, that'd be interesting to look into. Uh, I could see it, to be honest, because like I play that WWE uh, mm-hmm. Champions game. I played it for years, dude. I'm I'm hooked on that game, and I hardly ever spend money on it. But there are people who spend literally hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Uh, I had heard that there was some prince in Saudi Arabia who plays the game, and he just you know spends Drops whatever money. he wants, you know, and has like all the maxed out characters and the best, you know 
best one. So if you got the money to play, you're going to be successful. Now, in the, a free game that we both used to play on our phones, the Family Guy. Oh game. yeah. I used to drop money on that. I did sometimes. I would drop money. On I that can't lie. To, I needed to those characters. I needed those extra golden clams to yeah. unlock uh, a new version of Stewie. So. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, it's official. The rumors are true. Mm. The next film project of the one and only Rob Zombie <laughs> will be bringing the monsters to the big screen in a reboot movie. <laughs> I can't wait. No other information has been released, but Zombie took to Instagram to share the good news saying, this is one I've been chasing for over 20 years. Good for you, good Rob, for Zombie. Rob Zombie. I can't wait to see what he does with it. Can't wait to see who his wife plays. <laughs> I, yeah. Have you ever seen Rob Zombie in concert before? No. Oh, I have. Really? It was quite an experience. Yeah, I saw him at I one of the bet. outdoor festivals that I was at. Yeah, he's wild, dude. He's I wild. Bet. He has a cool set. Like, when I saw him, he had, uh, like, Frankenstein and the Mummy and Wolfman and, you know, all that stuff on these big pictures in the background. And all the guys in his band are dressed up. They wear masks and stuff. Like, uh, you know, the old Renaissance era doctors. Yeah, with the, big, the plague doctors. Yeah. He had guys dressed up like that. It was cool. So oh, yeah. that sounds intriguing. I'm excited to see it. Me too. I loved watching it with my grandmother as a kid, the mm. old black and white monsters. Uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So, Insomniac revealed the Rhino 8 super weapon, which can drop objects from other dimensions into the world of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. And by other dimensions, they mean other PlayStation properties. So you could be playing the game, use the gun, and boom, something from God of War can drop into your game. Well, how about that? Something that maybe, what's the one that everybody plays? Is it Nathan Drake? Uncharted. Uncharted. Something yeah. from Uncharted could drop into the oh, world yeah. of Ratchet and Clank. The Last of Us? Brilliant. Really cool to kind of yeah. connect, like, hey, we own them, so we can do oh, whatever yeah. we want. They've with always them. been good about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or something from Spider-Man. That's true. Could drop into Ratchet that's and Clank. That's true. Miles Morales just lands like, whoa, what hey, is this? That's, that's a good point. Sandman co-creator and series executive producer Neil Gaiman makes it clear he gives zero Fs about the negative backlash to the casting of actors like Kirby Howell Baptiste as Death and Mason Alexander Park as Desire. In a recent interview, he was quoted saying, I give all the Fs about the work. I spent 30 years successfully battling bad movies of Sandman, so I give zero about people who don't understand or haven't read Sandman whining about a non-binary desire or that death isn't wide enough. Ugh. Watch the show, make up your minds. I agree. Much you know, of the toxic backlash seems to center around death and desire's characters specifically. But they're fictional characters. Yeah. You know? Desire is uh, gender fluid. Yes, desire is is, is gender fluid. Uh, death, like the rest of the endless family, is depicted with ivory white skin in the comic. Sure, yeah, while Howl pale. Baptiste is black, who cares? It's it's a it's a it's his. They're not real people. They're not real characters. Um, in the comics, Desire is best described as non-binary or gender-fluid yeah. character who appearances and sex changes yeah. based on the urges of others around them. 
So it can change no, at no, any time. No, Gaiman was really uh, ahead of things mm-hmm. when he did Very the Sandman series. I've only read the first half of the entire run, but it's one of my all-time favorite things that I've ever read. I'm excited. Thoroughly yeah. excited about Sandman. Yeah, me too. So Mason Alexander Park is a non-binary actor perhaps best known for playing the lead role in the Broadway musical Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Mm. In short, Gaiman is urging fans to watch the series before making judgments. He even went on to say that casting Death alone was a long process with hundreds of actresses before finally discovering Hal Baptiste. I trust the creator of the world. Absolutely, dude. The arrogance that goes into a lot of nerds not trusting the guy who created it to give us good stuff with it. It'd be like, you know, if you made that pen in front of you and you were about to use it, me saying, I don't trust how you're going to use that pen. Yeah. I just don't <laughs> think you, you really get what we want here. Yeah. You'd be like, I made the pen. Well, if they obviously haven't read Sandman then because no. it is one of the most incredible uh, things. Like, if you've not read Sandman... At least the first volume, dude, immediately check it out. It is a great read. Um, you won't regret it. I, I've, the foreword in the book even says, I can't remember who wrote it, I wish that I could be you right now reading this for the first time. Mm. And it's like, now I understand. It's kind of like that thing where you don't understand until you have children. You don't get it. Like It's the same with reading yeah. Sandman. So yeah. go read Sandman, everybody. Absolutely. Go to your local comic And then watch shop. the show. Pick it up. Listen to the Audible. I still got to do that. Watch the show. I'm looking forward to the show. Fantastic stuff. All right, next up, a little Netflix news. Uh, Netflix Cowboy Bebop. Hey. Yeah, it's coming fall of this year with the original composer returning, which is always good. That's That's nice. This will be one of many live-action animes that Netflix will be producing for the streaming service. Hey. Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? No, sir. Neither did I, but I've heard... Many a people say, you should. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's. Well, to be fair, I hear that about a lot of anime, mm. and I'm sure that it is. I, I, I get it, but man, I'm sorry. So it's you were just talking not... off air a little bit. What is it about anime for you? <sighs> I don't know. I guess I just don't like the style. Mm-hmm. Um, I typically don't like the acting. You know, it doesn't feel very realistic. Like, I had a kid, uh, he was a. a distance learning kid so i never saw him in person but the final was do a monologue and mm-hmm. i let the kids online just sort of pick whatever they wanted because i wasn't there to work with them on it um and uh he did something from an anime okay you know and so when i gave him feedback i was like you know i would have preferred you do something else that's a little more realistic however what you did for that style you nailed it and it yeah. was very good so i gave him a great uh, a great grade but yeah you know that I've just never been able to get into it. The only anime thing that I've ever just been like, oh my god, I loved it so much, was, uh, do you remember Howl's Moving Castle? No. Man, that one's pretty good. Okay. I don't know how how to watch that, like what streaming it would be on. I bet it's on Crunchyroll. Probably. Is that still a thing? Well, it's about to be absorbed into HBO Max. Oh, I think it's already <laughs> on there. It's, there's it? a whole anime section okay, on Okay, then HBO it's already Max. been absorbed. <laughs> so really, I have no no excuse not to, to try more anime. I, I'm going to add it to the list. I've been I've been telling Logan for a while now. They're like, yeah, I'll watch My Hero Academia. Yeah, I'll I watched, watch it. I did watch an episode of that. Pretty but good? I don't remember it. Okay. I think I was falling asleep. 
Gotcha. I'll try it again. Well, we promise listeners who we have a lot of listeners who are anime fans, and I've gotten messages that we should try more anime. And I know Logan tells us all the time we should. You should watch anime. It's good. This should be our watch-along, dude. We should should do that. We should do a watch-along of something. Like, just give it a shot. Like, one episode of something. We'll turn the volume down, read the captions a little bit, and we'll just sort of talk about what we're seeing and what we think about it. Absolutely. We'll do that for y'all. Maybe that's what Patreon gets when we get to 10. Oh, yeah. There's your test, anime fans. One dollar a month. (laughs) <laughs> Moving on, New Line. This is exciting, very exciting. New Line Cinema and Warner Bros. Animation have announced that it is working on an animated Lord of the Rings feature focused on the history of Helm's Deep. It's called The War of the Rohirrim, and it will be directed by filmmaker Kenji Kamenyama. War of the Rohirrim will explore the expanded the story of Helm's Deep, the fortress that served as a pivotal location in Lord of the Rings: The Two Towers. It will focus on the King of Rohan. Helm Hammerhand, and dive into his blood-soaked story. WB Animation says The War of Rohirrim is a standalone story, but will serve as a companion piece to Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. The War of the Rohirrim is just one of several new Lord of the Rings projects in development, the biggest being Amazon's massive Lord of the Rings TV series, which is back on track to be produced. Yes! Follow along with IGN's coverage of Geeked Week for more information. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I, well, I heard about the the, the anime thing, but Back I didn't know track, that Amazon. I guess they got a lot of angry yeah, emails, huh? I, I, would, I, I was this close to sending one from us. I had one typed out. <laughs> I was ready to go. I like to think that it was the karma of the possibility yeah. of us sending one that they were like, you know what? Amazon, you saved yourselves <laughs> you from did. one really, really <laughs> nasty email, so uh, you made the right choice. Hey, all right, I'm there for it, and, you I'm know, there. I assume... It I said really, anime. I assume it's going to be an anime, right? Yeah, it's going to okay. be anime style, uh, darker, definitely not like the animated Lord of the Rings <laughs> from back in the day. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. Uh, WB Animation has always carried the torch when it comes to animated things like think of dc's animated properties yeah holy crap so i'm and this is lord of the rings man it's been years since we've had anything lord of the rings i am excited yeah very excited for lord this. of the rings is one of my uh, big ones uh one of my big fandoms so anything lord of the rings i'm putting a close i'd venture to on. say it's my number one really yes over marvel dc star wars lord of the rings is my top <sighs> you know i i Love the world that he built. Yeah, I feel like it could be my number one. And I, I think we've had this discussion before, like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. Ooh, it's tough. It's real tough. Marvel is definitely number two. Yes. You know. Okay. Um, but yeah, Lord of the Rings. It it might be like one A and one B with Star Wars. Okay. You know. I'll accept that. Yeah. So I hear you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, but speaking of Geeked Week, the Duffer Brothers dropped an update from behind the scenes of Stranger Things Season 4 this past week, promising the biggest season yet and apologizing for the long wait, as they should. Mm. But they have said the wait is well worth it. It better be. It better be. I think it will be. We also saw some new cast additions for the fourth season of Stranger Things. Amy Beth McNulty, Miles Truitt, Regina Ting Chin, Grace Van Dien, Robert England. Robert which, England. Yeah, we had heard about that one. <laughs> and many more names have been added to the already powerful cast of Netflix's most watched original 
show. Exciting. I think it needs to be the end. I don't know. I think five needs to be the end because we've waited for so long for this, and it doesn't feel like a finally. Well, it might. It. I mean, it might. It could, but I just don't feel like. There's something weird about me. Like, if it goes past three, if anything goes past three, whether it's movies, like it, John Wick Four, is about to come out. They better make a five. For me. You're so weird. I am weird. Like three, five, zeros, threes, and fives are final. For me. <laughs> like either, oh my either ten, which sadly fast. You sound like Fur- me. Furious is getting to. Uh, or fives or threes. A trilogy is perfect, but it, like Scream. Scream just dropped four and they're working on five. Five better be it. It's because it's like a set. Yes, you it's know? a set. Like five is a good a, set. Yeah, okay. That's why I feel the way I feel. I so I think season five should be the final. Well, okay. I just want those kids to go on and do other things before they get like yes, Harry Potter. Like you know? Millie Bobby Brown as Leia. Leia, we gotta have it. Gotta have it. Absolutely. So, Zack Snyder. I feel like we've talked about him in some form or fashion a lot in the last month you or so. Uh, Zack Snyder has set his eyes on another franchise for the live-action world. Animated Times has reported that the director has his eyes on the Dragon Ball Z franchise as one of his next ventures. Zack has stated he is very interested and has been making small talks with the right people and has been assured he will be the sole shot caller in the live-action world of Dragon Ball Z. That's probably going to be in his contract with anything from now on. Like, please, let me do this. Yes, keep the suits out of my script. Yeah. Um, Man... We really do got to catch up on the anime. You do like Dragon Ball. I do like Dragon Ball. So you're you're gonna. And I think if anybody could give us, I think Snyder could give us that because there are a lot of fast pace and slow motion moments. He does well with those kind of cinematography moments. That's his Snyderism. I mean, three hundred Watchmen stuff. You know, so I think he'll do well with it. I think he will. Better him than Michael Bay. Whoever did was it Michael Bay that did Dragon Ball? Evolution. Oh, no, I don't oh think so. God, that movie was awful. That was awful. just a little indie thing, I think. Ooh, that was bad. Well, moving on. Carlos Valdez, a.k.a. Cisco Ramon, one of my favorite characters, mm. said his goodbyes on the recent episode of The Flash, ending a seven-season run on the show. Cisco was an original character, starting back uh, to the backdoor pilot in an Arrow Season 2 episode. I didn't know that. Cisco, who also brought to life the DC hero vibe, is joining series original Tom Cavanaugh, who has played Reverse Flash in every version of Harrison Wells, probably dozens at this point, uh, in saying goodbye to the show this season. Sad times. That is, but... Love both of those guys. I think it's time for the show. I think it is, too. To end. Yeah. Uh, Unless they can get back to what those first couple of seasons were. I feel like the longer it goes on, it gets a little harder for me each season to like really immerse myself back into it. Like I only watch it in the summer when they put the new season on mm. Netflix. You know, I just don't have time to keep up with it as it's happening. And I'm always having to ask you, like, remind me who is this person? Where is it? What's going well, on? Well, think one thing that they've they failed to do correctly is I would put Flash in third place as the best rogues gallery. Um, yeah. Batman, Spider-Man, Flash. Yeah. Those are my top three rogues yeah, galleries. I agree. And they just... I mean, like... I mean, Captain Cold's supposed to be one of the top rogues in Flash's gallery, and 
he'd have an episode here and an episode there. And I'm like, this is Captain Cold. Give him a whole season. Mm -hmm. Give him two seasons. Give the top a whole season. Give, you know, I mean, he has a hell of a rose gallery. And there were, I mean, Savitar? Savitar is pretty cool, though, Ugh. dude. Was, I loved that season. I, I, the only good thing about Savitar season was, one, he was voiced by Jigsaw. Yeah. And two, Draco Malfoy was in that season. He was. I forgot he about was. that. No, I loved that season, um, actually. I just think that I think it is nearing its end, which is sad because it's been some of the better CW The only one I've cared about. Because uh, I know you didn't get into Arrow the way no. I did. And you really loved Flash, especially early on. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Uh, so if they don't get back, I would imagine eight, maybe nine might be its last its last run. Which, hey, eight, seven, eight, nine seasons these days, that's a heck of pretty a run. Pretty good. It's a pretty good run, good. especially for a comic book show. Yeah, I was about to say the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing. Get out of my head. So in other DC news, more cast members of DC's Super Pets has been announced. <laughs> Joining Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crypto will be Kevin Hart oh, as Ace the yeah, Bat Dog. They're good Shocker. Friends. Now they're going to be like the new Abbott and Costello. Anytime Dwayne's in something, Kevin's in oh, something. Oh, they're funny, though. They are funny. And other voice talents such as John Krasinski, Keanu Reeves, <gasps> Kate McKinnon, Diego Luna, Natasha Leone, and Vanessa Bayer are joining the cast. Oh, my gosh. However, their names have not been updated on imdb just that they are involved in the i've project. laughed at this every time it's been talked about but now that i'm seeing <laughs> with this, that voice cast? dude i'm in john krasinski and keanu reeves what maybe that's why they haven't jumped on announcing any john marvel Holy news because he's been doing moly. a dc project or maybe it's not gonna happen probably not I'm just going to go with that. Probably I don't even happen. want to put that out there. No, yeah. it's going to happen, guys. Okay. It's going to work okay. out. Okay. okay. In other other DC news, HBO Max and Cartoon Network have also announced a two-season order for My Adventures with Superman. This is an all-new kids and family series following the action-packed, comedic, and romantic adventures of Superman and Lois Lane. The show catches up with 20-somethings Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and their best friend Jimmy Olsen. Together, they begin to discover who they are. What, that's such a teenage, yeah, early 20s type Ugh. of sh premise for a show. <laughs> uh, but it, they discover who they are and everything they can accomplish as an investigative reporting team at the Daily Planet. Jack Quaid from The Boys, if you haven't seen The Boys, watch The Boys, is set to voice Clark Kent Superman. <laughs> I thought you'd like this. And Alice Lee of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist will voice Lois Lane. Man, I love Jack From Quaid. From Huey to Clark wow. Kent. <laughs> wow, what a, that's a 180 right there. It's a 180. No, nah, that, that's not true. Uh, Huey's, Huey's kind of a... Well, Jack Quaid's great. We uh, just showed Junior had never seen the Hunger Games movies. Oh, wow. So we've been slowly showing him those. And I'd completely forgotten in the first Hunger Games movie, Jack Quaid is a contestant. Yeah, yeah, he killed Rude, didn't he? Yes! Uh, I can't believe that Junior... Was in the same middle school as me, and didn't as far as he was a student at the school I taught yeah. at, and never went through Hunger Games. Never like, went through Hunger Games. Kids were crazy about Hunger I Games. Know. He just never watched them, and he's hooked. He likes them. Good. And I sitting down and watching them with him. I definitely like these better than Twilight. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I would say tell him to read the books, but I don't think the books are that good. Gotcha, so. gotcha. In other, other, other. DC News. You're biased. <laughs> Batwoman will be bringing Batwing to life this season. 
Cameron Johnson, yeah. who plays Luke Fox, will be putting on the cowl to play the newest comic book character in the Batman mythos, Batwing. The character first appeared in May of 2011 and has since been a popular addition in the comics, working with the Bat Family, Batman Inc., and even the Justice League. Cameron took to social media to announce it this past week, saying the same day that a DC comic book I wrote hit shelves about one of the coolest superheroes ever made, we are officially announcing that I am about to become that very superhero. The first live-action Batwing in history, a dream come true, truly an honor, and a message to every little black boy out there that you can be a hero too. Yeah, I saw... Just wrote a Batwing story. Yeah. I, uh, I just saw the, uh, the picture. Did you see the picture of yes. this? Yes. Yeah. It I couldn't remember so if it was sick. him or if it was concept, but uh, yeah, it looks good. It looks so sick. And I've been reading some of the Luke Fox comics, and Batwing is good. Yeah. It's it's better than... I like Batwing's concept and stories better than Terry McGinnis' Batman Beyond. Sure. I, like, I just like it better. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, Batwoman's going to be definitely interesting this season because not only is Kate King gone, mm-hmm. but in a recent episode there was a flash of Kate Kane played by a different actress. So Oh, just sort of wrap up the story. Yeah, just okay. to sort of wrap yeah. but Ruby did not play her. Yeah. So a lot of stuff surrounding that still and yeah. I hate it, but this Batwoman, she is fantastic and I cannot wait to see Luke Don the Cow. Did you like uh season one of Batwoman? I did. I liked okay. it. Um I, should... I I didn't read a lot of Batwoman. I was introduced to Batwoman through um uh, the animated DC movie, uh, blood, Bat, Bad Blood. Bad Blood, yeah. Yeah, and she's also in Young Avengers Season 3. Uh, or Young Avengers, uh, Young Justice Season yeah. 3. okay. And so, I didn't, and I've read a little bit more since watching this, but I like it. Batwoman, you just made the list <laughs> of uh, things i got to watch. I want to watch that and Superman and Lois, because they're great oh things about it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I want to watch those and catch up before they get... 10 seasons yeah. in like Arrow and I just give up. Yeah. So, All right, moving on to non-DC news finally. <laughs> a recently filed lawsuit is almost scarier for Capcom than Resident Evil Village was for fans. Artist Judy A. Jurekic. Did I say that Jurassic. right? You always give me these names. I can't remember. <laughs> Jurassic. Jurassic. Jurassic Judy. <laughs> no, not the one with multiple failed dino parks. That's Jurassic. I read your mind. I didn't even. Wow, this is Jurassic. You did that because you I knew did. I was the one reading this. I purposely put you, you reading this. You son of a mother. <laughs> anyway, the artist has claimed that Capcom used her pictures in its games without ever contacting her about commercial use. Hey, that's bad mojo, guys. It's illegal. She's pointing the finger at some of Capcom's most celebrated titles, including Resident Evil Four played that one actually mm. devil may cry and devil may cry on june 4th 2021 Jur- jurassic <laughs> is that right jurassic jurassic filed a lawsuit against capcom as initially reported by polygon jurassic's suit spans i'm can I, i'm just gonna call her judy okay. judy's suit spans more than 100 pages in length my goodness she's thorough and features dozens of comparisons between her work and design elements seen in various video games from Capcom's library. In fact, uh, the main logo for Resident Evil 4 was one of the pictures included. When compared, a picture of shattered glass in 
Judy's book, <laughs> appears eerily similar to the scratch marks seen on the game's logo. Mm -hmm. The suit argued that the chances of just such a coincidence were basically slim to none. According to Polygon, Jurassic pointed out that she has strict licensing policies, and any entity wanting to use her work for any project must contact her personally, and Capcom never did. This isn't the first time Capcom has gotten into legal trouble. In May, the company was called out after ripping off monsters from filmmaker Richard Raphorst's Frankenstein's Army. Though he is not part of the lawsuit, his comments and struggle with Capcom are being used by Judy as well. The lawsuit is calling for $12 million. Additionally, it will also be asking for either from $2,500 to $25,000 for each picture used in Capcom's games dating back to the first one she found. Though it has been informed of this second lawsuit, Capcom has yet to issue a statement. Yeah, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh, I'm, Have you looked up the comparison? I'm looking at it right now. Good Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty flagrant. <laughs> Somebody goofed there, guys. Yeah, you mm. gotta, like, and that's like, we, we joke a lot about red tape and, oh, they can't do that. because, But, like, someone's job was to was to create this world but like surely they are told cover every track you make if you want to use a picture for your video game contact the person who created the picture surely they were told that in board meetings and and training seminars and like i mean this is pretty basic level stuff you learn in school not to copy off of someone's work and these are people creating video games for Capcom, getting her, getting the whole company into trouble. Mm. Yeah, not good. I mean, good. I watched the comparison video, and it is it is ridiculous. Looks like they're gonna have to rename the uh, Resident Evil series Jurassic Judy. <laughs> Jurassic Evil. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. All right, moving on. Illuminati. Why didn't we come up with that name? I know. That's amazing. Good job, guys. And mm -hmm. Luminerdy reported that not only is Namor going to be in Wakanda Forever, that's the sequel to Black Panther, of course, but that he has already been cast. And again, you give me the names I can't pronounce. Tenoch Huerta. Yes. <laughs> known from Netflix's Narcos, Mexico, is the face we are putting to the character Namor. We're going to have to do a lot of digging on Namor because I didn't... Uh, I haven't read a lot of Namor. I know, I know more of Namor than I do of, for instance, than I did of Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew more of Namor than I did of yeah. Guardians, but I still would like to know more about Namor before we get to see him. Um, I'm excited that they're bringing Namor in, because I think he's gonna be connected to Fantastic Four, and I think he'll start so as a bad guy. Um, I think so. That's possible. Well, they kind of hinted. Remember in Endgame, when they're having their little powwow meeting at the beginning of the movie, um, and uh, they're all like holograms talking to Nat, and she said there was a tremor in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, how are we dealing with it? And it's like on the coast of Africa or whatever, and she's like, we're dealing it by not dealing with it. It's just earthquakes happen. That spun out so many theories of like, oh, it's Namor. Now, maybe Could it be. was. Could be. Maybe it was. Yeah, I'm looking at a little He'll be picture good. here. Uh, you know, it's not what I expected, but I, I 
whatever. Yeah. I think it'll be great. I think it'll be good. I yeah. think it'll be really good. Very exciting to see more expansion of Marvel characters coming into the MCU. Uh, and Same. it just, like you said, it, it gears us up closer to Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, I think they'll play on this whole connection with Namor and uh, 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 Sue Storm yeah. uh, at, at some point. So that'd be cool to see. Moving on, Disney is already working on Cruella 2, with Emma Stone set to reprise her devilish designer role. Cruella is currently playing in theaters and on Disney Plus for the one-time $30 fee. You know, I love Emma Stone. Uh, I do. I really do. Uh, I hear I hear she was great in this. I do too. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't imagine why we need a sequel. Because, I mean... I mean, is this not retelling 101 Dalmatians, or is this a separate... I think this is her origin. Wow. Now, Cruella 2 could probably be just 101 Dalmatians. But, I mean, we already have that with Glenn Close. Well, it's like, you know, you remember when the Maleficent movie came out? Yeah. Like, there was a little hype around that, and I saw it in the theater. I thought it was great. And then there was a sequel, and, like, nobody ever talks about it. I haven't seen it. Hmm. So... You would be surprised at how many Disney sequels I don't do. I still have yet to watch Finding Dory. I have still... I, like, when people talk to me about, like, Oh, you didn't see Lion King 2? No, I didn't. No, I didn't either, actually. You didn't see Peter Pan 2? No, I didn't. I actually didn't either. Or Little Mermaid 2? No, because yeah, the originals good. didn't need a yeah, sequel. they're not as good. So, I don't know. I'm weird when it comes to Disney and sequels. Unless it's pirates, I do love oh, yeah, pirates. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 true. Um, all right, finally, the last piece of news. What a bunch of news! Filming has wrapped in the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Ming Na Wen took to social media to show off her rap gifts and get the fans hyped for the upcoming Mando Disney Plus spinoff. Dude, so excited, so stoked, so stoked. Cannot wait. Uh, they're really trying to do a lot with uh, Ming Na Wen's character. I always forget the character name, but uh, she's also Fennec? yes, she's also uh, made an appearance in the Bad uh, Batch. Bad Batch. You caught up? Show. Not completely caught up, okay. but I've seen her uh, in a couple of episodes. Good show. Yeah, very good uh, show. I'm liking it. Quality stuff. So that was a lot of news. A lot happened this past week, and even though we didn't include it in the news, we are going to. Talk more news in a second about E3 happening this past weekend. A lot of exciting stuff came out of it for you video game nerds out there. And we're going to talk about it after a quick commercial break. More 30 Nerdy Podcast when we return. Tennessee Legend Distillery was founded in 2015 and has quickly become one of the top distilleries for natural extracts and ingredients in its spirits. With no high fructose corn syrup, artificial sweeteners, or harmful ingredients, Tennessee Legend Distillery has four locations in the state of Tennessee. Without Newport, Sevierville, Cookville, and Nashville distilleries. You see, at Tennessee Legend Distillery, we have spent more time focused on the quality of our spirits than the number of our stores. We have a great selection of non-flavored spirits as well, like vodka, bourbon, whiskey, and gin. Tennessee Legend Distillery has multiple awards and medals for state, national, and international spirit contests, and even carries 2019's Best Tasting Whiskey in the state of Tennessee, 
with our salted caramel 60 proof whiskey. We offer discounts for veterans, active military, nurses, police officers, firefighters, first responders, and even multiple bottle discounts. Don't live in Tennessee? We ship to select states. Go to GACraftSpirits.com to see if we deliver to you. That's G-A-C-R-A-F-T-S-P-I-R-I-T-S dot com. If you stop by the Sevierville location, tell them 30 and Nerdy Podcast sent you and be a legend with Tennessee Legend Distillery by receiving a free shot glass and 15% off of your order. What are you waiting for? Cheers to you. Welcome back, nerds and nerdettes. We are taking a an audible here. We're talking a lot, and I mean a lot, of news that has happened in our nerd culture over the past week. And we just talked about a lot of entertainment news, and we are now going to talk about E3 that happened this past weekend. And we are going to just talk about some of the names that stuck out to us. Uh, now, we if we were to sit here and break down every announcement, every game, and talk in detail about everyone you'd be here for hours yeah. or there'd be an episode every night yeah. we're not going to do that just yeah. some titles that jumped out to us and had a lot of coverage yeah. so juice start us off what's the first title we're going to talk about uh, okay so the first one that i really started to uh see anything about was the avatar game frontiers of pandora did you see a little bit of that i saw a little bit and i believe have I truly discussed my feelings of Avatar with you? Not sure. Years ago, on opening night for Avatar, I went with Logan and Chris, his stepdad, and Nick Crockett. And we, we went out for wings before, and we went to, and I thought it was a... Pocahontas. Fern Gully is what yeah. I called it. Yeah. I was like, it's a very high-impact Fern Gully. I was like... Cameron, very original. What an original story. Yeah. And then the fact that it held for so long in the box office, I was like, really? This movie is dominating every, nothing every year can step up to it. And then well, when Endgame broke it, I was really excited. Yeah. And then Cameron said, well, I've got sequels, and they're going to come out starting next year with two, and then the year after that, three, and then four, and then five. I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's now been... How long since the first one? Oh, a long, long time. And we've got a sequel coming and now a video game. I heard there was going to be like 10 of them or something like mm. that. That's a little too much, I think. Um, Overkill. You know, I enjoy the movie. And you got to admit, dude, like it's a pretty visually stunning movie. You know, um, I, I like it. It's not one that I, I rewatch over and over. I wouldn't say I hate it. Yeah. I just, I have a lot I just of remember feeling like it was feelings. way too long. Yes. Uh, you know, so I've really only watched it like three or four times, mm -hmm. if that. Um, you know. I think a game would be fun, though. It, it looks pretty cool. It's like yeah. a standalone story, and you get to fly all the things and stuff like that. Uh, did I ever tell you about the, the Avatar ride? No. At Disney World? So I have not been to Disney since I was 12, so I would imagine a, a lot. lot of <laughs> yeah, there's a great ride. It's in Animal Kingdom. Okay. They've recreated Pandora. You know, you walk and there's like stuff lighting up and glowing around you. 
but it's this this motion ride like flights of pandora and you get on this you're supposed to be on one of those winged things and you're in the simulator like you're becoming an avatar and you remember Thunder Road at Dollywood? Uh, the big moving, the yes. big screen, and your chair moves and stuff. It's kind of like that. So like you feel like you're flying, and they spray like mists of water and stuff. It's really like 4D. Yeah, you can smell stuff, and and you can feel the creature breathing between <gasps> your legs. Yeah. Did this used to be the Bugs Life area? No. Okay. This is completely different from that. That was like a theater, like a show. Thing. Yeah. This is a big old motion ride. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that's really impressive. So like, you know, I'm down with whatever. I'm not like going to be crazy about playing the game or anything like that. We'll see Mm -hmm. how it goes. And, uh, if it, if I hear good things, I'd be interested in trying it out. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like clamoring to the store to pick it up when it comes out. Yeah. We'll say that. What about next? Well, I made a list of several things that were talked about. Most of which I don't care about because let's be honest, man, like, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we're just not gamers anymore. No. You know, we're... We the time. Since I became a dad, my gaming has really, really, really... Most of my gaming of, now is repeats. Like, too, I, I just yeah. picked... I just finished the Bioshock trilogy again, mm-hmm. and I'm in Skyrim again. But have Or, like, a, years later after something's yeah. come out, because we don't want to pay the 60 bucks for it, and it's like, oh, hey, I remember that was supposed to be a big deal. Like, I just played Rage 2... You know, yeah, exactly. Totally random, right? So, like, I'm just not up to date on it. I don't have time for it. I don't care about it as much. Uh, you know, but there's a few things that I'm excited about. Um, it mostly though, this was like zombie and monster games galore. Did you feel that way? Yes, I feel like we, there's a there's a genre that survival that's, and yeah. first person shooter zombies post apocalypse. It's, it's a lot to be said after coming out of a. Oh, yeah. A year and a half or a year and three months long pandemic. That. It's it's perfect genre to really play. Yeah. Well, like, and one of them that I feel like sort of falls in that genre, I didn't catch a lot of, like, what the premise of the game is, but Atomic Heart looks really good. That's a first-person shooter. It does. Um, like, robots and stuff like that's involved. Some kind of, like, sci-fi dystopian thing, yes. I guess. I'm really not sure, but, you know, that looks cool. That might be one that I... Kind of like uh, Avatar. I wait a little while and see mm-hmm. how it goes, and I'll try it out. I've gotten to the point, though, <laughs> where with a lot of things, I'm waiting because of, and I think it's we learned that we're smart doing that with, like we talked about earlier, um, Cyberpunk. Yeah. You know, wait. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I do want I play. no longer buy, do the big, like, yeah. it's dropping tonight, and I'm going to get the $112 special edition. I don't do rarely. that anymore. Yeah. Because... WWE burned me, and uh, seeing the first stages of the Avengers game, I mean, I waited a good eight months before I bought the Avengers game. I bought that one right away. Really? Yeah. And And I didn't like... I just, I'm now like, I am waiting on everything. Uh, The Spider-Man and Miles Morales Spider-Man games, both of those, you know, understandably for me, I got those pretty quickly and played through those. But, like, you know, you talked about the the big deluxe editions yeah. and stuff. Like, I bought the... I've done that with the WWE games a couple of times, and I was actually always pretty happy with, with well, what I got. Well, you got a piece of Ric Flair's I got a robe. Little, yeah, Conrad Thompson owned that robe, uh, and he sold it to 2K to cut it up. To divvy I heard off. It, and yeah, and uh, I heard him talk about it, because he was doing a watch-along episode 
of something and Ric Flair was on it and he was wearing that pink robe. Uh, and I was like, oh my gosh, I got a piece of that I right here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like one time, I, I I guess it was the same pack, that Ric Flair pop with the sunglasses and mm-hmm. the watch and the belt and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, and that pop alone is worth a lot of money. So, you know, sometimes if you're a fan, you're a big enough fan of something, I totally get, you know, dishing out the, the cash for it. But for us, it just doesn't happen as much anymore. Uh, like you said, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm interested in this uh, this genre of games coming out because obviously you've heard me and Logan talk countlessly about how that's our genre. Of yeah, game. we play this. We're the people you'd want to be with if a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> we've played it all and seen it all. Uh, but I thought about that the other day. I've told that to so many people, but then I thought like, if hell did break out, I'd probably be like. Ah! Oh, yeah. Somebody help me. Somebody save me. Uh, so another one that uh, I saw uh, was intriguing me a little bit before we get to the real Left 4 Dead 3, which it might as well be. Um, there's a game calling out called The Anacrisis, and this is basically a Left 4 Dead style cooperative shooter, but with a sci-fi theme. So aliens instead of zombies. Right. And it's very bright, very, uh, it kind of made me think of a less comic booky Borderlands a little bit. Or like that uh, new game that came out last year that there's a sequel coming out. Uh, they announced at E3, um, something Worlds. Outer World. Outer World. It looks a lot like Outer World. Um, so that comes out this fall, and we basically just got the announcement trailer embedded, uh, embedded anywhere you search E3 games that drop, you get to see these trailers. Um, they showed a little <laughs> bit of gameplay footage and the characters, and there were even some, within the dialogue, in the gameplay, some joking moments at Left 4 Dead. I like, I they're like, oh, we call it a tank. No, 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 we can think of something better than that. Okay, tank's Left 4 Dead. This is a Left 4 Dead type game. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but... It's interesting, but there's more of a Left 4 Dead style game coming out soon. Oh yeah, uh, Back for Blood. Very and, exciting. And it was even described as like a, in spirit, yes, the successor to Left 4 Dead. Yeah. And then, you know, they put the four in there and everything yeah. for you guys. There's so. four people. They got the four as the... It's Left 4 Dead 3. Yeah. I mean, they are zombies. And monsters in the game. There's four people. It's a co-op game. Just call it Left 4 Dead 3. Call it what it is. Are you going to give it a try? Uh, yeah. Um, it depends on which one comes out first because we know Dying Light 2 is coming out. And me and Jesse and Logan played the heck out of that game. Okay. And it was a lot of fun. Very open world. Big game. And Dying Light 2 coming out. If they come out close together, it'll be... a weird decision to make which one we get because they are both multiplayer co-op if you do the back for blood i might join you well then that's the sell point because i don't know how long logan and i have been saying like juice just get on just play it man (laughs) just get on with this play this game fortnite was just so complicated i don't know and the thing about the fun thing about dying light is you could do more hand-to-hand combat and like you could drop kick zombies (laughs) off of roofs and stuff so we wound up mostly in the playthroughs just goofing off and drop-kicking zombies. Yeah. But I'm excited about Back for Blood. It looks like a more modern Left 4 Dead 3 
and it's got all the, the Easter eggs and everything, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. Uh, and also very excited for Dying Light 2. Uh, there's, uh, did you see anything about the Evil Dead game coming yes, out? Yes, I yeah. saw a little bit of the tr- teaser. I'm a little interested in that Looks one. Looks good. To be honest with you. Um, all the characters from every media, the movies, the show, Bruce Campbell's voicing. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's Ash. I think I think I want to check it out. Um, depending on when it comes out. Uh, another one that piqued my interest, Elden Ring. I saw, I was at GameStop the other day. And they had a poster up for it. And, you know, there was a ring. So I was like, oh my gosh, is this some kind of Lord of the Rings thing? How have I not heard about this? <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, check that out. Fantasy style. High fantasy. Um, it kind of made me think of Shadows of Mordor. Yeah, which was a great. A little bit, which was a good game. Also kind of gave an Elder Scrolls feel as well. But also kind of a Monster Hunter feel. Yeah. Big villains. I need to see Big. more, but I think that one is... Looks possibility. Uh, now, one that's going to be for sure for me uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Coming out I did see that October 26th. Wow. And yeah. this is the same people who spent how long on the Avengers game? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Square, Square Enix. Square Enix. Yeah. So, um, the gameplay looks good. You play as Star-Lord. As Star-Lord. You're just Star-Lord. Uh, which, I don't know if that's a good, a good decision or not. I feel like you should, if it's a Guardians of the Galaxy game, you should, you know, have, have yeah, a go at all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you do in some form or fashion, can, like you give them commands and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out. It, it looks cool. It's a standalone story. It's it's n- kind of like all of these games, like the Spider-Man Avengers. Like, they are influenced by the MCU and other yes. versions of it, but they're kind of doing their own thing yes. with it. So it's like it's kind of familiar, but no, not really. It's but separate. if you do not, nerds, go into this expecting Chris Pratt as Star Lord, Batista, and Batista, it's it's not. It's it's disconnected enough to where you should say this is its own thing, but you should know at least now a little bit of who these people are. Yeah. Thanks to the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I I will probably play it. I will. Probably go on record now and say I will play yours when you're done. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, uh, which we've you know in the past that was kind of like a who's buying yeah. this one for us and uh, oh no I'll play it when you're done or but this one is definitely a will when Josh is done I'll play it. Yeah, well that'll be fine. Uh, did you ever get into Far Cry? Into I did Far not. Games? I love the Far Cry games. Um, I know that this next one has Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito is the bad guy. Yes, sir. Um, The villains are always really great. The last one that they did, I think, yeah, it was five, was like in the South and in a cult and stuff. I watched, I did not play Far Cry, but for five, I did get on YouTube and watch like all the cutscenes. Oh, yeah. And it was eerie. Like it was I, crazy. And it made me worry. Oh, like. there was some guy that he had this music box, and it was that song "Only You, Only You." You know, Joker did something with that on yeah. something one time. Uh, and when you start hearing it, you like go unconscious. 
Uh, he has some kind of, I can't remember, some kind of magic or something with it. I've thoroughly enjoyed video games that take a classic song and turn it creepy. Yeah. Like, Bioshock did that with the... Puppy and with the doggy the, in the window. Somewhere oh, by the did. sea. Yeah, that's right. And now anytime I hear that song, I'm like, ugh, Ooh. rapture. Ooh. Oh, God. I love video games that change the way you listen to something. Sure. The... Uh, I can never remember them when I want to talk about them, but those scary games that I got obsessed with, they're one player, oh, you yeah. just have a camera, that Outlast. Outlast. They, they, oh, yeah. they did that. There that one had me on music playing or something in moments, and I'd be like, I can never listen to this song ever again. Uh, I'm not great at first-person shooters, to be honest with you. I'm not great. I'm getting better. Uh, but especially, like, competitively online and stuff, I just like to play through the campaigns and everything. Uh, but I love those Far Cry games because it's so story driven. The villains are always amazing characters. Yeah. Uh, there's I like the open world aspect to it, and you know you can fly planes and helicopters oh. and all kinds of vehicles and hunt bears and stuff like that. Oh yeah, it's wild. Is it just Sony though? No, they're on Xbox. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, I might check out. I would. I, I might would, catch up. I would go. Play five. Okay. I liked four a lot too. I've played three, four, and five, and they did one called Primal where you were a caveman. I actually really liked it. Yeah, you had spears and stuff, and you were fighting mammoths and everything. <laughs> yeah, and you had to like kill a certain animal to get its fur so that you could travel up into the colder areas uh, of the map. Details. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very they, detailed. They got games. the deets. <laughs> so I think that Far Cry. And Guardians are my definites. Elden Ring is a possibility. Back for Blood, if, if you guys play it, is a possibility. Evil Dead is a possibility. Uh, I think that's really it for me. But I saw a lot of interesting things, guys. Like, if you're a gamer, this is oh. a, a great time for you. And if, if you didn't watch, I mean, you can rewatch. Oh, yeah, it's all over the YouTube. It's all over the YouTube. Watch all of the E3 announcements and drops and stuff like that. I saw something about, uh, I think Logan will probably be into this, uh, there's a Borderlands spinoff coming out about Tiny Tina. She's <laughs> a really interesting character from the second game, I guess. Can't really remember. Uh, yeah, she, she's interesting. So so that'll be cool. There's a Jurassic World game coming out, like a park simulator type deal. Yeah, and uh, there's also recently been a Jurassic mobile game that's kind of like Pokemon Go. Oh wow! It's it's AR. Oh, and don't tell Becky about that. She, yeah, she gets hooked on that. It's stuff. AR, and they're like they're all around you, like raptors and brachiosaurus and stuff like that. Did you see uh, the There's a Stranger Things thing coming out. I did not. It's not a standalone Stranger Things game. It's like a crossover with something called Smite, which I've never I heard of. I do know what Smite is. Smite. Jesse and Logan played some. It's a PC game. Okay, that's why I'm uh, talking about it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really play a lot of those games. Like. Uh, What's the? There's a big one. You've listened to Marion Pippin's podcast. They talk about League it all. of Legends. League, they, it's very League of Legends, I believe. Yeah. Um, Not no, for I, me. Do, I, don't, I don't play those type of games. Not for me at all. Yeah. Yeah. But cool that it's Stranger Things. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Kind of like when D and D just recently released the tabletop game of what the boys were playing in season one. D and D just released like a whole st the story they were playing. You can now play. Nice. Uh, the Thessal Hydra and all that. So smart, but just not something I'm into. I wish we could just get a regular Stranger Things game. 
Like, that would be nice. Just a regular action-adventure game. Or set it up like a Telltale game. Uh, yeah, or that too. That's true. Or, that would be a good like one. you said, very open world, all around Hawkins. You get to pick, or be, maybe... Use Eleven's powers on yes. stuff, and yeah. Yes, ride around on the bikes. Which one had a slingshot? Caleb. Yeah. Lucas. Caleb's the actor. <laughs> <laughs> you like on a first-name uh, yeah. basis with this guy. Yeah, you know. We just, that those five weeks I was in Atlanta, we just, you know, oh, we, yeah. we all hung out and got on first-name basis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he has a slingshot, and it, uh, all Mike would do as a character is just shout 11 the whole time. I'm on! Yeah. That's all his character would do. And Dustin can, like, um, scream a lot or something. Scream a lot and have the walkie. Yeah. <laughs> and then... You uh, can play as, as uh, Hopper. He'll have oh, a yeah, gun. Of and he'll punch and have the gun and all that. And Jody would... And Steve would have the bat. Perfect. Dude. Listen, we just created the Stranger hey, Things open is. world it's, game. We will uh, accept a check. <laughs> yes. Netflix, Stuff for Brothers, whoever makes whoever. it. Whoever. You know, we will uh, make that out to 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Yeah. Much appreciated. All you have to do is sponsor the construction of a studio. <laughs> That's all you have to do. Yeah. That's it. Do your part. Any other games calling out to you? <sighs> you know... Like we said, we're you know they look great, I, and that's another thing that I will say is the downfall of E3 is you can make your E3 presentation look great. Oh yeah, but by the time we're buying these games and playing them, we might be in our living rooms going, "This looks nothing oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they showed me a year ago yeah. or six months ago." Yeah, like, there's just so much. Like, there's a new Halo, uh, Halo Infinite. Yes, Halo out. Infinite's coming out. That look, you know, I haven't been into Halo for a long time, but that looks pretty fun, especially if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Battlefield 2042, uh, all online multiplayer, like a hundred something people at a time. Those um, are, those are taking over. That's crazy, man. That's yeah, crazy. I mean, it started with Fortnite, then Call of Duty jumped on it. Now Halo's jumping on it. Now we have. Two or three new games coming out, they're like 100 multiplayer. Like, that's taking the world by storm in Not video for games. Me, man. Not for me. Well, we're very. And I think this has to do with us being theater kids. Story driven. Even in Skyrim, I have found, like, even if I pick it up, create a new character, and I'm like, you know what? Before I touch the Dragonborn quest, I'm doing as many side quests as possible. By God, I'm going to do it. An hour into the game, I'm like, main story. Just get me through the story. I want the story. Just give it to yep. me. So, I think it's a theater thing. Could be. Could be. So, these big multiplayer games that are... We just don't get into you those. You know, and it would just be a waste of time for me because I'd be in there for 30 seconds and I'd get wasted. You know, like they would... And there's no respawn. <laughs> yeah, like, I just... No, uh, that's not for me, guys. I don't have the patience for it. And I'm... I'm a pretty competitive person, but in regards to video games, nah, not so much. Yeah. So y'all have fun with that, guys. Uh, happy for you, but I'll be skipping out on that one. Oh, uh, November Eve. You play, I think, as a dragon. Okay. And that's a new, interesting concept. Uh, not uh, since the days of Spyro yeah. have oh, we played as Spyro. a dragon. Of course. But, but yeah. this is a new-gen dragon game. Yeah. That's cool. Uh... A lot of great titles. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we'll hear about them over the coming and, months. And E3's and not even over yet. No. Sure. I mean, there's still 
by the time people hear this, it might be over. But yeah, we still got at least a whole other day. There's still of possibility news. of getting some Elder Scrolls news. Hopefully, maybe six Could be. will be announced. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim is about to celebrate its tenth year anniversary, which is great. Um, it is probably the my now most played game. I kind of want to say that their only anything is uh, something to do with the online game. Ugh. Yeah. See, I don't. It's very Warcraft for me, and I don't play those games. Yeah. I just. Ugh. Yeah. I just never was a PC gamer. Me neither. Me well, I, no, I was. That's not true. I but not competitively. I did play, and I did see. That they're refurbishing Diablo 2. Yeah, uh, Diablo 2 Resurrected. Now, that is a PC game I played the living daylights out of. Okay, yeah. Me and Matt Grooms and Caleb, I think I've told the story how me and Matt were very competitive with one another, whether it was about popularity or, or gaming or girls. Uh, uh, our punishment for one another... If one of us had pissed each other off, is we delete we delete each other's characters Oof. on Diablo two. Those were our punishments for one Man, another. And that's brutal. Because back in the day, when you're in high school and you're a gamer, that was how you got to someone's soul. Like, because one character, I remember, he got mad at me and deleted. I was like level twenty something and had this awesome armor and sword, and I was so far on the game. And Caleb finally was like, I'm uninstalling this thing. Y'all have to stop coming up. Because we would go to his house to play. We didn't own them. Caleb owned all the all the PC games on his desktop. So we'd go over there and we'd stay up till 3 or 4 in the morning playing them, alternating. And that was our punishment for one another. Jerk, I'm going to delete his character. What a petty thing to do. It was very petty. But it got the job done. It did. It, it, sent, a, it sent a note. It, sent, it taught <laughs> each other a lesson. Hey. So, what are you all most excited about coming out of E3? As you listen to this, E3 is over. Let us know, 30 Nerdy Pod on Twitter. We are going to step away for another quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to be talking about episode one of Loki. Uh, we're going to get high key again about Loki. So, more 30 Nerdy Podcast when we return. What's up, nerds? This is Rich from the Three Fat Nerds Podcast, and you're listening to our Council of Nerds brethren, the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Of course, when you're done with this awesome podcast, you can check out the Three Fat Nerd Podcast wherever you get great podcasts just by searching Three Fat Nerds. And if you want all your information about what we do over there, you can visit 8122productions.com. Now let's get back to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Welcome back, nerds. We are in our final segment of this episode of 30 Nerdy Podcast. Thank you for staying with us. We've had a lot of news to talk about in the world of entertainment and nerd culture and gaming. And now we are going to talk about the first episode of Loki, the new Disney Plus series starring Tom Hiddleston, all about where the trickster went after he disappeared in Endgame. So that sets the stage. This show takes place after 2012's Avengers now. Yeah. So it's not in where we are at. So it does kind of... And I was saying up until now... Um, and, and you know, I've been a firm believer in for years now that 
Black Widow deserved her own solo film. Yeah. And as it's been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed through the pandemic, we I even got found myself getting to a point where like, look, even in the timeline, I don't care. This takes place after Civil War and before Infinity War, so we're way beyond that now. Mm-hmm. So I even caught myself being somewhat not toxic, but negative about waiting so long for Black Widow. Yeah. But this has put me back in the mindset of, well, this takes place in 2012. This is totally separate. So this is Anything totally separate. Happen. Anything can happen. We could see anybody from 2012 happen. We can see any timeline, anything. So let's talk about episode one. We start out at the very instance of his disappearance yeah. with the Tesseract. Yeah. And he shows up in what is this desert. He kind of crashes into this desert. Uh, yeah, I can't remember where it was. And he meets the locals, and they don't speak English. And yeah. he's uh, he's giving them this his his quintessential like, I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened by glorious purpose. And they're basically like, Who are you? Like in a different language. And he it's it's funny. And then the TVA immediately shows up because obviously this affects our timeline. This puts a big wrench into our timeline. Right. It was Mongolia, by the way. Mongolia. So, they there's this funny moment where he kind of is challenged by, I guess, the captain of this little brigade. Oh, uh, Hunter C2O? Yes. Is that her name? Yes. And yeah. she whacks him with this stick. Slow motion. <laughs> and she's just like, you are now moving at one sixteenth of a second, but you are feeling every second of this pain right now and he's just full Zack Snyder slow-mo you know yeah that's a cool effect <laughs> a really cool effect and then they take him to the TVA yeah she slaps the little uh, re- little restraint on him yes. little collar controller thing dampens his powers yeah which is a a go-to cliche for a lot of meta-human movies whether it be Marvel DC Anything like that. There's always a collar that dampens their abilities. Yes, but I think that the, in the TVA itself, in that dimension, that the powers don't work. Yes. Not just the collar. Yes, even if he's in yeah. t- the dimension. It, like, yeah. Infinity Stones. Yes, yeah, they don't work. Yeah. They don't. This is useless. This is useless here. Yeah. Leading into Loki, we talked about in the last episode expectations, you know, thoughts. Did anything get answered? In this first episode. Well, I, I will tell you one little minor thing. Maybe it's not a minor thing, but like I was thinking about the fact that, you know, Loki disappearing is going to set that timeline into some chaos. And, you know, they talked about how, oh, if, it, if him not being caught doesn't lead to the death of Frigga, like it throws everything off, things mess up. But I can't imagine, you know, they don't have the Infinity Stone now. Right, because he's left with it in that timeline. Also, like the t- the TVA shows up. What well, what I was trying to say is like they show up and they erase the timeline or whatever. They uh, what what is this? This little bomb that yeah have. they reset, reset the it. timeline. Yeah, so that whole thing goes away. So that was kind of answered for me. Like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what's gonna happen in on this version? But isn't Captain America supposed to go back and deliver things there? Yeah. So. He should have Cap, which I do want to talk about him. Okay. Hopping through time. Okay. And not getting in trouble. And but, but choosing to stay with Peggy. Well, that was answered though. Was it? 
they said all those. I think it was Owen Wilson oh, who said yeah. those things were supposed to happen. The Avengers were supposed to change things. They were supposed to go back in time, and all the things that happened were supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to kind of be the inadvertent cause of your mother dying, or else everything messes up. And I liked how that was kind of like that was his he, baby face turn. Yeah, he got to see when Owen showed him the greatest hits of Loki after 2012. And Seth Hiddleston's performance, watching yeah. Frigga die, and then watching Odin die, and then watching himself die, and how Thor reacts. He even w- he even watches Thor cry over his death. All he body. wanted was to be important and to be special and to be loved because he was adopted and he wasn't the same as Thor and, you know, didn't really fit in. He wasn't going to be the king and all that. And then he sees, like, oh, all these people, like, really did they love me, me, you know? So, and, and, like I was thinking about that because this is a show that focuses around a villain or an anti-hero, you know, we can say at least. But that Loki in that moment, he's full on villain. He's, he's just villain. the Avengers yeah. villain. Okay? He killed Coulson moments before. Exactly, dis- yeah. right? So it's hard, even as much as we love Loki no matter what, it's hard to root for that guy. Mm-hmm. So they had to use this time, catch him up on, so he sort of became the Loki we love. Yeah. In fast time, right? Fast yeah. forward. Now he's the Loki that we knew. He literally got to watch himself team up with the Revengers and take on Hela and yeah. watch his family die and watch himself die and watch Thor's love for him and, and watched how he even tried to kill Thanos. Because there's that moment hero. on his face where he kind of looked at Thanos like, Thanos killed me. We were, we just, what I just left, I was his partner. You know, like, I was, that guy's a, kills me. He comes back and kills me. So, yeah. Also, we get this this funny moment when he's talking to Owen Wilson about. Well, I know the Avengers went back in time because it's not hard to smell two Tony Starks. <laughs> his cologne. Yeah, his axe. He's yeah. like, I smelled two Tony Starks with axe spray, and that's not hard to do. He's like, they obviously went back in time. So immediately, the banter with Owen and Hiddleston yeah. is great. Oh yeah. And. It had me thinking, like, where's Owen Wilson been? Like, this is great that we have him in this role, but, like... And I think I said it in the previous episode, like, he was one guy that I was never like, when's he going to join the MCU? Right. I was never thinking, when's Owen Wilson reversed Vince Vaughn? But now I'm like, we needed... This character, this Mobius character is fantastic. I love the gentle little, you know interaction he had with the kid in like 1600 whatever friends the kid with the bubble gum you know um he's just a good guy it yeah. seems like you know and he's like an inspector he's like yeah. a clouseau to the pink panther sure kind of thing and uh we one easter egg is the judge who is sentencing loki ravana rinslayer she actually in the comics has dealings with kang mhm so there's a connection. Yeah, I'm not. We've already been told. Now they could easily pull a switcheroo on us, and we could see him sooner. He's we were told Ant-Man. he's in Ant-Man three. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that we can't get some more in-depth connection to or him. Or a here. nod to him at least. Exactly. Something you know, playing around with time. I feel like that's appropriate because yeah. that's kind of his thing too. Yeah. Uh, speaking of little Easter eggs, when uh, <laughs> after they they 
zapped his clothes off and you know dropped him down that chute and he had to sign the paper about it confirmed this is everything you've ever said oh don't be absurd there was a cat and he was no very noticeably scared of the cat so i think he realized it's kind of like goose and captain marvel it's a flurkin yeah i i caught that did you notice that the dude at the desk with the the same spot uh he was he had solitaire on his little computer screen yes I thought that was a nice touch. Like, because it's such a desktop, old school game yeah. that an office worker would have. Yeah, I mean, Pam so, plays it in the this office. This is what people do when they work in boring offices. <laughs> you know, they play, or like the dude on the helicarrier that was playing Gallagher. You know? <laughs> uh, it also kind of play, pays homage to in Ragnarok when. Thor's getting like his hair cut and like putting the suit and the bondages. Yeah, Loki kind of goes through that yeah, same that's moment. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like, well, you know, a little and connection. And the little stick that dissolves people. Yes, that was the, a thing uh, in both of them. Uh, Grandmaster. Grandmaster had a dissolving stick. Where did he get it? Mmm, the TVA yeah. possibly. And just that scene with the poor kid who does get disintegrated. There was something that Loki said about uh, I shouldn't even be here. And I wonder if that's a Kevin Smith like little nod. I'm like, not even supposed to be here today. You know, like everybody knows that Kevin Smith loves this stuff, and he <laughs> just goes crazy about it. Like sh- I'm wondering if that was a little, "Hey, Kev, this is for you. This is your joke." You know? and I haven't listened to him talk about it yet, so I wonder if he'll bring it up. But uh, I, that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> of. Like that's a Clerks reference for sure. Did you uh, catch your girl Tara Strong? What? Welcome to the TVA. Oh, she's voicing yeah, uh, Mrs. Uh, what's her name? I don't know. Miss Ty or Miss something. I did know that she was doing a voice. I, I had completely dropped the Here, ball. I'll, you, I'll I'll find it for you. On who? Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes. Yes. So that's great. Uh, I you know I love Tara Strong, and I imagine we're going to get more quippiness from Miss Minutes throughout the entire series. This yeah. is probably not the only episode. Surely not a not a that that character is in because it's very much so like when she's when he's in line and I picture it's like the DMV or like a long ride at Dollywood and all you hear is Dolly narrating the same thing over and over in the flying eagle you're like this is the wild eagle now you'll get to feel what it's like to be a bald eagle soaring over the smoky mountains yep welcome to the wild eagle yep. now you that's what miss minutes is yeah when i heard it i was like oh my god i'm in line at dolly you're in this you're <laughs> in this really like miserable situation like standing in a line or being at the TVA like Loki and you hear this chipper like happy voice you're like the same thing like that's what hell is I think I think hell is the line at a DMV that (laughs) never ends it just resets and all the people who work there are really rude don't care about your problems that's exactly what hell is yeah Uh, I loved this little I loved the character of the that they gave her a lot to do the person who arrested Loki like she is kind of like the captain yeah like she's she's and so like did i get this right like owen wilson mobius his name uh and all those employees and the guy the really funny guy's like oh what's a fish what's a fish <laughs> i don't know what a fish is. um they were created by these time uh the time lords, the time lords. Yeah. so like their whole purpose they don't have names hmm. or anything well he did have a name what mobius was oh um, uh joey or something yeah something like, like that Give me the give me the tesseract or I'll cut you like a fish, Joey. What's a fish? 
Um, they were created by the the time people, time lords, and that's their only purpose. They don't have names other yeah, than like that. That's what they know. do. They were created for this Casey, purpose. Casey, not Joey. It was Casey. Casey, Casey gotcha. Um, so the funny thing about that and the the that you just mentioned that is Casey doesn't know what a fish is because he's never been outside his cubicle. He's only lived he has there. one job. He probably since time moves differently at the TVA. I would imagine there's not like bunks they go sleep in. I would imagine there's not like a yeah. retirement or you know off days. I would imagine Casey just is like I don't know what a fish is because I've never been outside this little area. Yeah, but there it's an awfully big place. Like, oh, it's huge. When Owen Wilson was walking with Loki out on the, he's like, oh, take a look. You know, like there's people moving, there's traffic yeah. and. Flying Looks like something out of the like, fifth element, like what, a city in the fifth what element. What are all these people doing? Like what? But they all are cogs in the wheel. I guess so. that's what's scary. And I love also when he shows him this world, and Loki's like, "You're telling me this isn't magic?" And he's like, "No, Loki, this isn't magic." Did you notice that? It, like the background, it it might be space or whatever, but to me, it looked like it was just nothing, just like just black. Yeah. You know, not there was no almost like it's a pocket. Yeah. Just like a pocket dimension over here. It would be cool if it's space, but I, I like it better as like a pocket dimension where time is controlled. And I would imagine we may meet these three time people. I would imagine they will... One of my... And I know we, we go back and forth with speculation. Should you? When is it healthy to speculate? Blah, blah, blah. I would imagine their other name is the Council of Kings. Is what I think. I was about to say that. I think they're the Council of Kings. Yeah. Uh, and I, hopefully we'll get to hear that. I hope. Uh, I'll I'll mark out for that. Yeah. Because I'll be like, oh, yeah. God, King. Yeah. I, was right. I think I think so too. Um. Yeah. The DB Cooper thing. Brilliant. A true story. This really when, happened. When we the first minute we were watching it and when that scene happened. Maddie goes, he was D.B. Cooper the whole time. Yeah. Loki was D.B. Cooper. Uh, that, like, like, that was great. Like, that was so I smart. loved that. Because it was true. Like, they never found him. They never... He just he, disappeared. He, just, he was gone. Heimdall just grabbed It could have been. It could have been Loki. What did he say? He lost a bet with Thor or something, yeah. so we had to go do that? Oh, that's <laughs> silly. Which showed brotherly goofing off. Yeah. Because that's young Loki. Yeah. They that's, were... They were, still, once. they were running around, you know, protecting Asgard, Sif, yeah. and, Sith and uh, Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time, and those other guys. I can't remember their names uh, ever. <laughs> There's Falstag. Yes. Oh, jeez. Because uh, the swordsman uh, was, the was Prince Charming from Once Upon a Time in the Josh first Dallas. movie. But then he went on to do Once Upon a Time, yeah. and they replaced him with Zachary, Shazam. Zachary Levi. Exactly. Yeah. Who then dies in Ragnarok? Yeah. But well, all of them did. Yeah. Any other Easter eggs? Uh, I think that was that was all the Easter eggs that I caught. I'm sure that there's a lot more. I only mm-hmm. watched it twice, but uh, man, I love all like you were talking about Tom Hiddleston. Those moments when he realizes, like you know, all this power he's been seeking, these Infinity Stones, are just like. You know, like, oh, I got some extra paper clips over there in my drawer if you need some. You know, like, oh, yeah, we use them as paperweights. It's no big deal. And it's like, this is nothing. This is so insignificant. Yeah. You know, 
and it sort of helps with that little like he's so metaphorical. He becomes the sympathetic hero slash antihero, uh, and suddenly he's the baby face, like I said earlier, you know. And it, when he realizes like this is the number one power in the universe, I have no control over anything. I'm basically nothing and nobody. Yeah. I'm a god. I'm a god. I pride myself on that, but I'm I'm nothing. I'm nothing. He even's like God. Even Thor, Odin. They're nothing here. Yeah, like we are insignificant, and we ha- we have no control over this. I didn't write it down, but there was this great line where he talks about like you know it's something a facade put on by the weak. I don't like to kill people. Yeah, because yeah. he's admitting like I'm weak. You know, yeah. I have to do all this stuff because I'm fighting for power. I'm po- yeah. I'm fighting to to be considered important and stuff. Uh, and he's like, you know, it's like he just was so dejected. He's just like giving up. Yeah. Like, man, you know, I, I've tried to be this guy my whole life and it means nothing. Yeah. And that is when he gets on board. What do you need me to do? What do you need? Yeah. You need my help, obviously, or you would have killed me. Punished because. Me. Ooh, someone's killing people. And someone's a, killing time agents. And allegedly, it's him. It's Loki. So here's my here's my uh, idea of this. Okay, I'm sure this is probably obvious to everybody, or maybe I'm I don't know. If we if he goes ahead and tells us the bad guy is Loki, it's you. But we don't see him. Why hide the face? If not because it's Lady Loki. It's a different multiverse as Loki. Yeah, absolutely. I this think is so. this has got to be Lady Loki. I think so. Because. Like, as you said, the minute he says, it's you, and you keep the character cloaked at the end, you're yeah. hiding something. What are you hiding? Why? You just told us it was Loki. Yeah. So what are you hiding? Yeah. I, I would agree. I completely yeah. agree with you. It's got to be Lady Loki. And we might find out on this next episode. Absolutely. You know? It's... You know, the thing that was so much fun about WandaVision was the speculation all the time mm-hmm. and who is this person and, you know, every week we're like, oh, we want to get a little more, we want to get a little piece of the puzzle, a few more answers, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm finding myself with this one. Uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I definitely speculated less. Yeah, of course. But it's also transitioned me into this, uh, I'm just going to watch and enjoy that's, yeah. I don't want to do too much like, oh, this is this and this is that. and I mean, I'm going to mark out to Easter eggs and I'm going to mark out when things happen. Yeah. But I, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. That's me too, man. I, I, I had some thoughts about WandaVision, but, you know, there was just so much yeah. that I just, you know, I kind of just zoned out of all that mm-hmm. and uh, just enjoyed it for what it was. And, you know, I... Th- I still stand by my only disappointment was the Quicksilver thing. But, you know, it's not over yet. There could be more. Not too late. We still got Multiverse of Madness. Anything could happen. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever comes next with Loki. We said six episodes, right? Yes, I believe it is six episodes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, Wikipedia has three listed. But, yeah, I've heard six a couple of times. So, yeah. It's going to be great, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm stoked. I'm excited. You know, this. I mean, six episodes is basically like uh, with what it's. You know, these are running anywhere between fifty and fifty-four minutes is what we've been told. Yeah. Um, one down, no post-credit scene. 
Yep, I stuck I would imagine around they're going to do the same thing they've done with every one of them. Maybe every third is a post-credit scene. Yeah, uh, definitely which the I last like, one. Which I like. Yeah. Um, because that leads; those are the slow things that lead us into the next phase, and and all that that we've been, you know, baked in an oven and icinged really well, and now we've come to expect it from everything MCU, uh, <laughs> as nerds. So, but I also like that they're like, look, this isn't a movie. You might not get one every episode. Yeah. You're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, I'm you're okay gonna love it. it, and I'm fine with it. So, six six episodes, average of fifty minutes. I mean, this is this is a big hunkin' Loki movie. Yeah. Um, there's still talk of multiple seasons. That's just uh, rumor as of right now. I know in early talks of the show happening. I mean, even Hiddleston himself had said, you know, it might be a two season order. To tell everything that Loki does, and before whatever's next, but I, you know, I, 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 I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm going to like it because it's Loki, and these shows, dude, they have changed the game. They can do so much now mm-hmm. with their silver screen. I guess you'd call it. There is definitely a name for it, but I can't remember yeah, what it is. Yeah, it's, Maybe it's it is, the small screen, yeah. it's, it, but it's also not daytime TV. It's it's their own little secondary theater. Streaming just changes it everything. It changes everything. Man. There's so much they can do, and it'll be interesting to see what comes of what his job is. His job is obviously hunting down this other Loki. We've already you know, talked about they will play with the election stuff. I hope so. I'm reading that right now. Because there is a picture of him in the vote thing and the the hat slash his crown thing that he wears. Uh, And it says vote and he's in like a green tux. His whole gimmick is like, yeah, I'm going to lie to you, but I'm going to tell you that I'm lying to you. I'm not going to try to hide it. And everybody's like, yeah, great. We should vote for him. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And and we've already talked about that they're probably going to play with the fluidity, gender fluidity. Yeah. Uh, with Lady Loki possibly being yeah. the villain. Uh, and I, I'm just so excited. I, I'm excited to see. We will talk about this every episode moving forward. Um, this wasn't just because of an audible. Loki will be a part of our conversation yeah. every episode. So We're going to see are, it through, baby. If you're not watching, then spoilers uh, moving forward. Uh, we told you in the last episode as well we would be talking about it. So uh, what are your thoughts on Loki? Let us know. Hashtag 30NerdyPod on Twitter, 30NerdyPod at gmail.com. Anything left of Loki that you would like to talk about, Juice? Anything else? Any other thoughts? I'm super, super excited about the next episode. Me too. Me too. So, nerds, thank you for tuning in to this uh, audible of an episode. Uh, There will be a second episode this week, so get to Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If you have it, if you have the DVD, pop it in. We are celebrating 40th anniversary of Raiders of the Lost Ark Oh yeah! at the end of this week. And it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the movie, behind the scenes, the plot, uh, how much Indy actually affects the plot. Uh-huh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. A little, little theory that Juice opened my eyes with yeah. uh, last week. So we're going to be talking about that. So watch it again. If you haven't seen Indiana Jones, first of all, what are you doing with your life? You've lived under a rock. And we may tell some, tell my favorite 
Josh Davis Harrison oh, Ford story. Oh, jeez. Right. I, I think it's been told before, but yeah. I think it needs reiterating. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark, celebrating the 40th anniversary. So watch it, tune in, and that will be out this weekend. So if you don't want to be spoiled, watch the Dadgum movie. Yeah. And also, patreon.com slash badcastcompany. Become a patron. Get us to 10, and we're going to enter you into a contest to win swag, and we're going to create an exclusive show for you and you alone. Also, the juice is loose on Twitter. <laughs> He's yet to tweet anything. He's waiting for that perfect uh, I tweet. Think, I think I did send one. Did you? I did. Well, that is... You'll have to go check it out. I don't want to spoil it. That is at... Nerdy JD one. That's right. That's at Nerdy JD number one. Yeah, I didn't choose the one. They just gave me that. Gotcha. It's probably a because they trader out there. They're telling no. They're telling me I'm number one. Oh, you're oh that's what they're telling you. Yeah. Thanks Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> decent of them. How how nice. <laughs> Darn decent of them. <laughs> for them to tell you you're number one. I needed so that encouragement. So follow the doc at JD at Nerdy JD one yeah. on Twitter. And we are all over social media, 30andnerdypodcast.com. Go to the directory. Huge shout out to all of our supporters, those of you that are liking and sharing and subscribing and listening week in and week out. We are extremely thankful. Uh, There is no 30 Nerdy Podcast without you. As Bane says, the people. Without you, there is no 30 Nerdy Podcast. For the one and only, Dr. Davis. Yeah. I'm Tyler Mack. Cheers to you, nerds. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Badcast Company Productions. Thirty and Nerdy Podcast is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and part of the Council of Nerds. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Join in on the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. You can find us and other amazing podcasts at podchaser.com by searching The Apodalypse and PodNation. Got something to say? Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com or find us at 30andnerdypodcast.com. This has been the 30andnerdypodcast. Cheers to you, nerds. Nerds.